I'm Tilly. I'm a dog behaviourist that covers the southeast of England, and my company is called Fawn Dog One to One Dog Training. So today I wanted to follow on from my last podcast, um, my last one being three things that I look for in your dog before I start working with them outdoors, okay? So these are three things that need addressing before we can cover anything else, whether it's pulling or lunging at cars. Um, but there's also three things I look for before I start any session, okay? And this can tell me a lot about your dog, a lot about their training, um, and how the session is going to pan out as well. So if you've got any problems with your dog that's indoors, whether it's separation anxiety or reactivity, you need to look at these things first. If your dog does any of these three things, we've got to get on top of these first because they're going to help your other problems, right? So the first thing I look for is literally as I'm coming down the garden path, I knock on the door, ring the doorbell. How much is the dog barking? Most dogs bark a bit, you know, most dogs will do a few barks no matter what they are. You know, it's very rare when the dog doesn't bark, so that's fine. I'm not saying that they shouldn't bark, but a couple of barks is enough. And that's just to alert you that somebody is there and that you, you know, you need to come down the stairs and, and address it. If it's incessant barking, especially a high pitch, this can tell me the dog is feeling very, very anxious. And it's basically an out of control situation. The dog is out of control. And it tells me how many dogs there are, of course. Um, and it can even tell me if I need a muzzle that day. If it's quite low and quite rapid, then that means that, yeah, the dog probably would bite me. It's, um, it's a case for, right, we've got to have a muzzle and then reassess the dog after we've done a kind of meet or greet. But high pitch barks, I don't usually use a muzzle for that. I can tell the dog is very, very anxious. It's totally lost faith in its owners that, you know, that they're gonna help in the situation. Um, and they think it's all up to them and they've got to decide who's friend, who's foe. Um, it's a massive amount of responsibility. So this is why we're getting this high pitch barking. And I know straight away, we've got to work on this first. So it doesn't matter anything else we do, we do the door, the doorbell program. Yeah, so that's the first thing. <clears throat> and on entering the house, the next thing I look for is how much jumping up am I getting? Okay, so I, I generally give like puppies leeway. So kind of, when I say puppies, I mean, yeah like six months and under really I give them more leeway anything over that then I know right we've we've got to start here basically the dog has had limited training what happens is when the dog is jumping up obviously it's an excitement thing but the dog has no information to fall back on when a guest arrives so what should be going on is that the dog should be on a lead and should be asked to sit every time there's a guest and, and have a reward you know make it sweet sweeten the deal um, when you start doing this pattern, the dog will automatically start making itself sit. You might see in different situations you've got food, if you've already taught a good sit, the dog will sit itself because it falls back on it. It's like, well, I really want that. What normally gets me what I want? Oh, a sit. At the moment, with no information, the dog just makes it up. Yeah, so it's like, I really want attention. I'm really excited to see this guest. I'm just going to jump in their face and they're probably going to stroke me and cuddle me because I'm, you know, adorable, big fluffy bear or, you know, tiny, cute little thing. Nobody seems to mind little dogs. So they just fill in the, the blanks is what I'm saying. But we've got to get them calm and we've got to get a structure going. So it's like, right, guests in, lead on, sit, you know, several times. It doesn't, it's not instant. It doesn't have to be instant either. That's not what I'm expecting. What I'm expecting is that the dog to be given some knowledge to help it. 
And then even when they get really excited, that it, if you kind of more of ignore the excitement, the dog starts thinking and working out itself. It starts thinking, well, the jumping up hasn't got me anywhere. What else have I got? Oh yeah, I've got to sit. And they will start going into that pattern themselves. So it just tells me that it's usually very limited training when they're like this. They're very excitable with guests. Other things it could be is um, the way the owners greet it when it comes um, when they come home from work. So are they coming in and all high voices and oh hello hello happy 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 very very excited, yeah. So again, this isn't good because it raises the energy up. Um, and if dogs don't have any problem behaviour, to be honest, I would let that go. That's absolutely fine. But most of the, well, all of the dogs I'm working with obviously have some sort of problem behaviour, right? So I really want to keep things calm and I want to get the listening as quickly as possible. And this is a great example of when they should be listening to their owners. So again, I don't need to sit, but all four paws on the floor. Yeah, nice, calm manner. Um, come in have a sniff and do your own thing it's just a guest it, you know it's not Disneyland um, and the the last thing that I look at is when we go into the front room or wherever we're gonna have a quick chat with the owners are they using the sofas like soft play ie are they just bouncing up and down them especially little dogs are they running around the backs um, you know doing whatever they like basically if they are doing this it gives me an indication that there's probably a lack of boundaries in general in the house so again i'm not too fussed if if dogs do get on the sofa and things like that but it needs to be invite only okay so sofas are a big privilege and especially if we're working with a a, a big problem like aggression or anxiety they're both they're both big problems they're just kind of opposite ends of the spectrum but they both need sorting out so things like sofas are a privilege for dogs yeah they're not a given right so they need to ask you for permission. So what do I mean by that? I mean, the dog shouldn't be just jumping up and down them willy-nilly whenever they like. You wouldn't let a teenager come round your house and just jump all over your furniture. You, you'd be mortified. Well, in the dog's head, it's the same thing. Just because they're small, we let them get away with it. Um, you know, especially when it gets to the kind of Poms and the Jack Russells, we tend to let them you know do whatever they like really but in the dog's head they're, they're still the same the same animal as a mastiff and a rottweiler yeah they have slightly different temperaments and there's slightly different aspects to them but in their head and their body language it's still the same so if you allow this to escalate it's going to escalate to other things you know with with problem behavior like i said if your dog hasn't got a problem then i don't mind so much i still don't really like them running on the backs of the sofa because it's, it starts to get a bit like um like a fun fair indoors rather than calm um we don't want like manic behavior but with big problems like aggression and anxiety we need to start them asking for permission so it's when you want to cuddle with your dog so when you want to cuddle with your dog you know invite them up that's absolutely fine if your dog comes to you or comes to the sofa um, of his own accord, no, you know, you haven't asked for that. No, go and shoo them away, get them in their own bed, get, you know, even a little poofy, you know, that you can have next to you is absolutely fine. Something lower than you that hasn't got your scent on, that they can't, you know, overscent or anything like that. But they need to, they need to start asking permission. So some dogs do this naturally, to be honest. Um, one of my dogs is a greyhound and she always does that she always comes and, and stares at me for you know that's just who she is before she gets on the sofa um and if i don't give her permission she will just keep 
keeps tearing um, until I've let her run, whereas my other one's quite cheeky. She will try and sidle on at, at any given moment, so I have to be on top of her more. Um, but again, with the Greyhound, as she doesn't have any problem behaviour, I don't mind her getting on the sofas anyway, but the other one has always had problem behaviour um, with, with nervousness and, and aggression and gardening and all things like that. That's just in her nature. Um, and it's in her nature to be kind of sneaky get on the sofas. So I have to make sure that she's always off them. Um, unless on the, you know, occasion that I want a cuddle and then it's like, yep, call her over, have a cuddle, right, the cuddle's finished, off you get, you know, go and do your own thing. They've got beds, they've even got a chair outside um, in the hallway as well. So they can have their own thing. We don't want them, you know, on the, on the hard, cold ground or anything like that. But we need to start making sure that there are boundaries set in the house, just like you would for a child. No, everyone does well with boundaries and that they are respecting them and they are listening in general. So those three things I like to address first, basically, and then we carry on with the rest of the session. Barking at the door helps with all barking. So I like to go through that program first. The jumping up again, I want to get things calm, get them listening, get them respecting the owner, not treating the owner like a bouncy castle. You know, otherwise they're not going to listen when they're outdoors. If they can't listen indoors, why have they listen outdoors? And sofas is just a is just a boundary thing. Um, and I generally say to the owners as well. I say I do say first of all invite only. So I'm not saying you can't cuddle your dog or anything because you know that's why we have them, right? Um, but it it I do usually say you know do this until the problem behaviour has ceased. So we we work on the problem behaviour as well. But this is a good foundation. So you know, when the, the ingression's gone or the dog's no longer anxious, yeah, let them on the sofa more. But see what happens, yeah? I tell, I, we, give a, we give a whole foundation programme, which is quite in-depth, and I say add things in one at a time, like maybe, what you know, relax the sofa rules for a couple of weeks and see if the demeanour of the dog changes. And if it doesn't, great. But, you know, you've accomplished it, carry on. If it does, then we need to start going back to invite only again just just simple things really to that will help you um and if you you know if you've got problem behavior and your dog does any of this definitely definitely address this first and you'll be you'll find your other training a lot easier to deal with okay thanks for listening if you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that I do, I am on TikTok. I usually put my TikTok videos also on Facebook and Instagram. So just search Fawn Dog for those. And the main website is fawndog121dogtraining.co.uk. Thanks for listening, guys.